0: Hey, yo, welcome, 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 welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome, yeah, welcome period. Tried doing this yesterday, but it it didn't work out. It just wasn't in the cards. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling well. I wasn't, I wasn't up to it. It was very forced. A bad day is what I was having, but you know, I I feel good today. God damn it. I feel good. That's not something I, I get to say often. And I'm grateful every time I do get to say it. You know, I, I feel, uh, I feel, I feel good. I feel confident. I feel encouraged. I feel motivated. I, I feel hopeful. One might even say, I feel hopeful. It's a good day. And you know, it, 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 it might be mania, but God damn it, I'll take it. I will take it. I'm not ever sure why I have good days. And I'm sure there are concrete reasons I'm sure if i trace if I retrace my steps, I could come up with a few theories but um as opposed to a lot of times if 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 it's a bad day, everyone has an easier time saying why they're having a bad day, even if the reasons you come up with aren't actually the reasons it might just be some chemical shit but oddly enough it it always seems. A little more difficult to kind of flesh out the reasons for which you might be having a good day. And again, it might be mania, but I'm perfectly fine with that. Mania is the God I serve. It is the light at the end of a very dark and treacherous tunnel. And it has thus far served me well. In fact, I'm recording a whole album about it. It's literally called Manic, and it's it's for 13 to 15 songs about me praising mania more or less. Anyway, more on that later. But yes, I had a good morning, and now I'm here again sitting by myself with a foam dick dangling in my face inches away from my mouth. Uh, it's not actually a, a foam dick. It's a microphone. But you see, foam dicks are funnier than microphones. Microphones aren't that funny. So I went with foam dick because microphones do resemble, I mean, dicks to, I mean, to an extent, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen all the dicks For that matter, I haven't even seen all the microphones, but hacky as it may be, one could draw a few parallels. I mean, at least this microphone, this is the Shure SM7B. You've probably seen it. It's long and cylindrical in nature and shape. Is cylindrical a word? Eh, It might be. You know, it might be. I read books. I'm sure the old subconscious stored that one away from me, knowing an opportunity might arise in which I could use it. And here we are. Microphones are, in fact, long and cylindrical in shape. Much like dicks. Also, it has a round, bulbous tip, and uh, it's black and intimidating. Uh, Patreon.com slash OTWD will get you access to unreleased episodes of this podcast. Episodes of this podcast I will never release to the public. Uh, Feel free to do that. Five bucks a month gets you full access, and you will be supporting this podcast, as well as, you know, my family's food and shelter at otwd podcast on Instagram that's where i post all the clips my personal instagram is at gvdzoks same handle on twitter so you can follow me there if you don't already on the way down.net will take you to the youtube page and uh the last thing i, will, I was going to ask you to do one more thing because i heard another podcaster do it and i thought to myself i, I wasn't sure if I had asked this before of my listeners. I think I probably did in the beginning, and then for whatever reason, I stopped. Many podcast hosts ask their listeners to rate and review their show on iTunes. Apparently, it helps with the algorithm and search results and ISO. ISO? That's a camera term. Uh, What am I? What am I? What am I? Um, uh, What's the term I'm searching for? Is it ISO? S-E-O? S-E-O? You would never know I build websites and things, you know? Um, yeah, search engine optimization, S-E-O. God damn it, we figured it out. See, that's what we do on this show. You know what I mean? We just figure shit out. So now you know and I know. But uh, yeah, apparently it helps with the algorithm, the uh, the S-E-O, not the I-S-O. Full disclosure, I'm a professional photographer, and I'm not even sure. What, I what I can't remember what I-S-O means either. Like, it's an acronym. Like, I know what it does. I know how to manipulate it. I know I know the purpose for the ISO manipulation. I, I know how to do it. I just don't remember what the I, the S, nor the O stand for. And here we are making money with photography, so I don't think it matters. Anyway, I'm not going to ask you to rate and review this show on iTunes. I'm not going to. But you have the option, baby. You have the option and, and and I would appreciate it, but I'm not going to ask you for it. If you would like to, though, I'm saying if you would like to, you're more than welcome. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to kick and scream. I'm not going to raise hell. I'm not going to make a. am fu- not going to call the police or no shit. You know what I mean? If you do, in fact, if you are, in fact, so inclined to rate and review this show on iTunes, I'm not going to call the police on you. I'm not going to email my buddies at the CIA and get you blacklisted from the country. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to, if you want to go ahead, because I'm not if you do, I'm not going to call the TSA and request that they search your bag extra thoroughly next time they see you at the airport. I would never do that. So go, please go ahead. If you want to, if you want to rate and review this show, do so knowing I appreciate it. And i I'm not going to call the humane society and have your pets removed from your home. I'm so please, by all means, the option is yours. The option is yours because hear me out now. I'm not going to, I would never, if you rated and reviewed this show on iTunes, I I would never call CPS child protective services. I would never have your children forcibly removed from your home because you're an unfit parent, I wouldn't do that. If you rate and review this show on iTunes, I'm, like, I'm, I'm saying I'm not gonna call the tow truck company and have them impound your Toyota Corolla, I wouldn't do that. Just because you rated and reviewed my show on iTunes? If you wanted to, again, if you want, I'm not asking you to, I'm not asking you, I'm just letting you know you have the option you have the option to rate and review this show on iTunes without having to fear that I might call your homeowners association and have you fined for breaking the rule that states no homeowner is allowed to have a fire pit in their backyard because it poses a safety hazard to the rest of the community. I, I would never do that. So please, go ahead. If you, if you are so inclined, go ahead. Please, go ahead. Rate and review this show on iTunes. I would appreciate you doing it. And yes, there's a good chance it would help tremendously. I'm not versed enough, as you as you may have picked up on, I'm not versed enough in the whole SEO, ISO world to know exactly how much of a difference that's going to make. But again, if you still wanted to do that, if you wanted to, it's not like I'm going to call, it's not like I would text message the lifeguard and have you banned from the community pool just for having rated and reviewed my show on, on 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 iTunes, I would never do that. So whatever decision you make, just just proceed with the peace of mind that I would never, ever, I would never call the health department and have them shut down your restaurant because they might find some mouse droppings in the kitchen, which obviously poses a health hazard. I would never do that. And if this is, in fact, your first episode of the show, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah this, is how much, yeah, this is how much fun we have on this show. This is how much fun. This is what we do. This is a goddamn Thursday in my world. And welcome to it. We're glad to have you. Run that theme song. That gypsy woman told my mother before I was born. I got a boy charge coming. He's gonna be a son of a gun. He's gonna make pretty women's. Jump and shout. Then the world wanna know what this all about. <laughs> Gadzooks is a great name. On the way down means jumping off the cliffs and building your wings on the way down, right? That sounds like some bullshit. You Irish son of a bitch. <laughs> like when people are stunned, to say yes. like Gadzooks. That's a gateway drug. My third eye open. I like, <laughs> Gadzooks is not a bad name. So I'm not entirely sure what I want to talk about on this episode, but as I mentioned earlier, I do feel good. So I didn't want to waste the uh, the good mood. I don't want to waste it by not sitting down and kind of putting my body where it needs to be and pressing the buttons that need to be pressed and just seeing, you know, if we could muster up some things to talk about, scrounge up some topics. I do think I'm going to start having guests on this again. Um, we are working on a studio, and I know I've been saying that, but, you you know, the world's weird. What do you want from me? There are more than a few hurdles The world is not without its hurdles, is all I'm saying. But uh, I've been talking to a few people, and I think I'm going to start just until the studio's done. There are a handful of people I would like to talk to, but it's not feasible for them to come out to the studio because I don't live in L.A., because I refuse to live in L.A., because L.A. is a, um, uh, what do you call those things? Um... A dirty, rotten, wretched cesspool. That's... Fuck. It It was right there, you know? It was right there. But, um, yeah, that poses somewhat of an issue, and it always has, but at least before I had my studio in L.A. I ain't lived there, but, you know, I drove there often. But now the studio is going to be in Orange County, where the grass is greener. And for... Let's make sure we're recording. It's always good to check that every once in a while. If you heard the last episode, you understand. um, but yeah, the studio will be in Orange County, and there are a few people who I assume won't want to make that drive, and that's perfectly fine, but that's also no reason to not have a conversation with them and Yes, ideally, in my world, in my mind, I always do the most I only do the most and I like that about myself, but I also I also don't do a lot of things because they won't be perfect. And in my head, and I'm not even sure I'm wrong about that. I'm not even sure this isn't the right approach. But in my head, it's like if if it's not going to be perfect or if, if it's not going to be consistent with everything we've done already. Then it's actually better to just not do it. And. I'm not sure that's accurate. Like, even as I just said that, my brain was like, yeah, that makes fucking perfect sense. That's exactly how we feel. For instance, if I start, when I start doing guests again, when I start having guests on the show, I'm going to have it much like, almost exactly like the old ones, um, as far as visually, but uh, we're going to step up the quality a little more, step up the set a little more. And um, in my head... I'm a sucker for consistency, branding, and all that, and I've I've always wanted something like that. And we were we we're doing real good. Like every guest, every every episode, rather, it looked similar. It looked exactly the same. It was formatted. It was uniform. And I get off on shit like that because I'm a psychopath. But the problem comes into play when a guest might or a potential guest might not be comfortable being on film or they live far, like far, far, and, you know, they don't travel to L.A. often. There's a number of reasons why someone might not be able to do the podcast, um, at least the visual side of it. And as long as they're down to talk to me, as long as they're down to, to do the audio portion, there's really no reason we can't still do that. Like we could do it over Zoom, which I prefer not to do. But again, I prefer also to have everyone come to the studio so it all looks uniform. So, I mean, if we're talking preferences here, the list is endless. But wh- what I'm sa- what I'm getting at is I'm going to st- I'm going to try. I'm going to attempt to stop holding myself back and holding the show back just because every episode might not look exactly the same. Because there are some people I am genuinely interested in talking to, and they're interested in talking to me, but they can't come to the studio. So I'm going to just have to suck it up and take the audio equipment to them, to their hotel or or whatever. We fucking do it in my car. And I'm just going to have to be okay with it just being an audio conversation. You know, a podcast. I know a lot of people enjoy watching the interviews on YouTube. And I enjoy knowing every interview looks the same. I like that shit. And that will continue to always be the goal. But again, I'm trying to allow myself some wiggle room to be less rigid in life, but also in art. So yeah, there's a good chance. um, I'm gonna start having some guests, some interesting people on here. there's in particular one big name I've been going after uh since I started this motherfucker and I haven't got them yet um mostly because the studio was far and they're busy and all that but I have a feeling if I if I kind of met them in the middle not like geographically because like I'd still have to go all the way out to them and I'm happy to do that but if I kind of relented on the visual side of things, then it would probably be a really, really, really good conversation. And a lot of people, I I see it doing big numbers. And if I'm being honest with myself, the only reason I haven't had that, the only reason I haven't done that one already is because the thought of that episode in particular, that guest in particular, not being, uh, not having the visual component it was like i don't want to say devastating but it fucking sucks and it it uh, like for, to me that was good enough a reason to just be like ah fuck it then we we just won't talk to that person but i still want to you know what i mean like i still want to so i'm just gonna you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna so yeah anyway we're going to start getting some people on here because being alone with my thoughts is uh it's fun at times but it's very taxing and it's uh hard to stay motivated and it's um it just presents a laundry list of of problems and hurdles to jump and um I'm I'm getting a little bored with it. Maybe bored isn't isn't the uh the word I would choose. It's just getting hard to um to motivate myself whereas if I know people are waiting for me and people want to talk to me and all that, then I'll, I'll have that as kind of a driving force. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Good things happening. What else can we talk about? Um, I'm reading Will Smith's book and, uh, I gotta be honest, man, it's really fucking good. And that's probably, maybe that doesn't surprise you, but fucking paint me surprised. And if you know me, you might find it surprising that i'm surprised because will smith is more or less my father like so much of my personality is a direct result of growing up watching fresh prince studying fresh prince i did grow up in southern california i grew up in northern california And I'm not talking San Francisco, Sacramento, city areas. I grew up in the middle of what they referred to as nowhere. And the inhabitants of the city in which I was raised and surrounding areas, I'll let you use your imagination as to how they were, who they were, what they were like. But I'll tell you this. They weren't like Will Smith and Fresh Prince was definitely my window into a different world, a different culture even. That was one of my very first uh, exposures to rap music. And here the fuck we are. So Will Smith, by way of Fresh Prince, taught me how to talk to girls, taught me how to talk to guys, taught me how to uh, be confident and how to make people laugh and how to dress to an extent. It just kind of taught me what was cool, like how to be cool, or at least how to try to be cool. And I know a lot of people have similar experiences. Like, I don't want to, I would hate to sound like the people we talked about on the last episode, people who think they're interesting because they're big fans of the Beatles. Like, yeah, no shit, you and the world. So yes, I don't want to be one of those people because Will Smith definitely doesn't suffer any shortage of fans. And people he's inspired over the years, and I'm definitely one of those people. But it's a hard, uh, it's it's hard to really explain. And maybe, maybe I don't need to explain. Maybe you already know. Maybe maybe you already know what I'm getting at. But if not, um, you probably still won't understand. But it's been not weird and not disappointing. But it's just kind of it's the Hollywood thing. It's it's. As you get bigger in Hollywood, and also as you get older, like everyone gets lamer when they get older, except for fucking Samuel L. Jackson. The best way to put it is is a way, I mean, I already put it, I, I, I told some of my friends, we're in a text group, I said it's the exact book I wanted to read and not the book I was convinced they were going to give us. They being not just Will Smith, but Will Smith is is not a person anymore. It's, he That's a team. Will Smith is like, is like the president of the United States. It's not a guy. It's a, it's a, it's a group with a face on it. The face being Will Smith's face. But when you get to that level, whether you like it or not, you are responsible. You're basically a corporation. You are responsible for a lot of motherfuckers paychecks. A lot of people feed their children based on the fact that you are alive and people give a shit about you. And I can't imagine the pressure. I remember reading something where that motherfucker gets sued. Like, hella people are always trying to sue him. And most of the time, he don't even know about it because he pays a team of lawyers to just kind of absorb the impact. Because how else would you you do anything if you were constantly having to worry about that shit? Like, I don't even go to the doctor purely because I, it's just it's just so much paperwork too much goddamn paperwork i'm i'm you know i'm good i swear to god if, if when i die it will most likely be due to me just ignoring some shit because i'm like uh, yeah like i know i'm spitting up blood but like fuck there's just so much paperwork at the at the hospital like can you provide two forms of identification can you show your insurance you know i think i'm good I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm spitting up blood, but, you know, I just won't spit. I'll just keep the blood in my body. How about that? Is that an option? That's the one I'll run with. So, I mean, shit, if I was getting sued every day, I, if I didn't have a team of lawyers, I, I would definitely be broke because I would just relent. I would just be like, um, well, I I guess you can have all my money now because I'm either going to take it all out of the bank and move to Jamaica or some shit, or I'm just going to let you take it all because there's so much paperwork involved with, with with staying here and keeping my fortune. So much paperwork. I fuck, I can't stand paperwork. And that's so many people's entire reality is just paperwork. Just pushing papers around a desk, sign this, sign that crunch numbers, spreadsheets. I lived it. I did live it. And I do not intend to ever again. And shout out to you if you live that and 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 you enjoy it. Shit, shout out to you if you live that and you don't enjoy it but you keep doing it because you know you have responsibilities. I know it's hard out here, baby. I'm not I'm not shitting on your life. I'm just saying I'd rather get sued for everything I own than have to fill out a bunch of paperwork. In fact, if I ever did find myself in the position of of you know having a fortune That would be my hiring process. When I went to hire personal assistants or lawyers or or, fuck whatever, butlers, chefs, cooks, my one and only question would be like, okay, just right out the gate, will you do all the paperwork? And they'd be like, uh, what paperwork? Oh, just all the paperwork. Just, you know, whatever, whatever paperwork comes my way. Can I rely on you to intercept that shit like Randy Moss before it even comes near me? In fact, that's the only rule. If I have to sign anything, if I have to put my name on a piece of paper, you're fired. That's your job. That is now your job. I'll pay you whatever you want. I'm Will Smith. I have a fortune. I make money for being alive. If I have to sign a piece of paper, you're all fired. If I have to read any terms and conditions, if I have to do math, if I get a motherfucking paper cut, you're all fired. We're done here. So here's a blank check which coincidentally is the last piece of paper my fingers plan on touching, write down a number, forge my signature, and allow me, going forward, to live a paperwork-free life. A life free of paperwork. I don't want to sign shit, I don't want to read shit. That is now your job. But I was kind of expecting, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't expecting some fucking hokey pokey, feel good ass celebrity memoir. And it has traces, subtle traces of that. The thing is, he wrote it with Mark Manson and Mark Manson writes uh, a lot of, you know, motivational books, self-help books. And certainly I've read my fair share. Certainly, I like my fair share of them. And I even like his books. I read both of his books. I read well, most, of this, most of the f- second one. I read the whole first one, and then I read most of the second one. And it just gets repetitive after a while. It's fine. It's fine. There, there's plenty of room in the universe for it. There are much worse things you can read or, or spend your money on. Like Mark Manson, Live Long and Prosper. But I was just expecting... Pure bubblegum. I was expecting bubblegum. And it isn't bubblegum. It's it's not at all. Granted, I'm halfway through it, so he might turn up the bubblegum. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. But it's exactly, to quote myself uh, for a second time, it's exactly the book I wanted to read and not the book I was afraid they were going to give us. It's fucking fantastic. Like, it's definitely one of those times where you, you say things, it, it, it's... It warrants a cliche, and that cliche being, I-, I couldn't put it down. I really can't put it down. It's fucking really good. It's 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 entertaining. It's fascinating. You learn a lot, and it's 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 fantastic. So if you want, to, if you're looking for something to read, I highly recommend it. Especially if, you know, you're a Will Smith person. Only you know if you're a Will Smith person. One thing he talks about, and if this sounds bubblegum, if this sounds like, again, like hokey pokey inspirational shit, then that's only due to my inability to properly sum it up. My explanation will do it no justice. You just got to read it for yourself. But he talks about when he was a kid, I think he said he was like seven or eight, him and his younger brother. They were building a brick wall for their pops. Their pops made them build a brick wall, and it took them all summer, and they didn't have time to play with their friends or whatever the point is, they were constantly intimidated by the task of building this huge brick wall. and he ne- he was convinced it would never end. Like no matter how much time they spent, how many bricks they laid, he was convinced it would just never end. Like this is now my life. And uh, I'm going to do this till the day I die, which maybe you relate to that feeling uh, to an extent. You know, we we've a lot of us have had soul sucking, thankless jobs that we were just convinced we're going to be our reality for the rest of our miserable lives. And maybe that's you now. If so, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. I'm not trying to bum you out, but uh, I definitely relate to that being a reality. And so he he talks about him and his brother getting stressed out and and being convinced they were going to be there forever. And finally their dad said, stop thinking about the goddamn wall. All you got to do is think about the brick. Your job is always to lay the next brick perfectly. And once that brick has been laid perfectly, your only job is to lay another brick perfectly. And once that brick has been laid perfectly, you're only, you see where I'm going with this. Like there's always only one thing to do, only one. And there's another book I read. It's a business book called The One Thing. And that's what they talk about. Like at any given time, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. But when you're thinking micro and not macro, Maybe I have that flipped around when you're, when you're thinking big picture, you can usually narrow everything down to one thing. Like what's obviously the next thing you have to do. And in that case, the next thing is always just to lay the next brick down. And then before you know it, you got a motherfucking wall. And a few days after reading that, I was reading another article on the internet and it was talking about consistency, motivation, and like why people tend to not be consistent with things and how to self-motivate and all that, you know, all that feel good shit. And the main thing, I think they only gave one reason. They said, the only reason is that usually you're, you're focusing on the end result and not the task at hand. And when I read that, I was like, God damn, I am. Like I've I've been really open about that. I feel like most people are that way. Like being present is not something I'm good at. It's not it's not a superpower of mine. I am usually anything but present. I've been real open about that. But when I read that, I was immediately taken back to the the Will Smith story, and I was like, God damn! You see, you see. It's weird when you when you put on when you put onto something, when you become hip to something, when you when you read something or whatever, you a concept or an idea or whatever, or even more sometimes more physical tangible things. Like for instance when you you see a car, like that's the old saying, right? Like the second you buy a car or the second you find a car you really want, you start seeing that car everywhere. Same thing to an extent, except we're talking about brick walls and not cars, but I feel like you're intelligent you know what I'm saying? Like you're well-read, you're sophisticated. You follow, you follow. But yeah, if you're looking for something to read, I highly recommend you pick up Will Smith's uh, memoir. It's tremendous. In fact, I've been going out less because I'd rather. I'm I'm kind of a slow reader. Not like a slow reader. Like I can read. I can read fast, but what I mean is I prefer to read slow because I like to read things and then sit there after a few sentences and ponder it and, and imagine it and not even like not even because it's complicated topics or it's not like mind-blowing information i'm taking in i mean certainly if it is mind-blowing information if i happen to be reading one of those kind uh, one of those books then yes i'm going to need more time but even just like he talks about going on tour with public enemy and two live crew in the 80s and he and you know he paints the scene really well and I'm a visual dude. I like to sit there and after, you know, a couple sentences about him being on tour with them or whatever, I'll stop and I'll just find myself just kind of staring at the wall. I'm just imagining how it was because that's just fascinating to me. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I should keep reading. What, what happens next? I do that with movies too. Honestly, it's really, really hard for me to follow movies. Quite possibly, I just have ADD. It's, it's come up before. People have theorized people have wondered. By people, I mean me and my parents and uh, you know doctors I've talked to. But I have an incredibly hard time following movies now more than ever. I'm highly distracted in life. I have an extremely hard time focusing on one thing. But with that said, if I'm super into something, it's usually something I'm doing. I'm all in. I'm plugged in. Don't talk to me because... I'll pretend I'm listening and I don't even mean to hurt your feelings, but I'm incapable of unplugging and listening to you because my entire life has come down to this one thing I'm doing right now. And I just, I can't, I can't give that much of my time and energy and devotion and attention to movies. I just can't. And I'm famous for that around my house. If there's more than six characters in a movie, I'm going to be confused the whole time. To the point that we'll be watching a movie and my son will look over at me. My son's 14. He'll look over at me and be like, you're lost, huh? I'm like, fucking bro. Like, i have lost. Lost, I mean, I'm on a different planet. Like, I not only got lost, I-, I was never here. I'm also not impressed a lot. I'm I'm not easily impressed. I have a really hard time watching movies because the whole time I'm just like, fuck, I could be doing so many other things. You know, like, anything I want to. Like, I'm going to sit here for two hours and watch. I mean, even if it's visually cool whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. I I do like a lot of movies. I like a lot of shows and all that. But I just don't want to watch movies just to watch movies. Because it's fucking boring to me. I just, I I feel my life ticking away, second by second. I'm just like, god damn. In in the extremely unlikely event that I grow old, when I'm on my deathbed, I promise I'm not going to be like, no, it's okay. I'm ready to go. I watched so many movies. <laughs> I got to see so many movies. It's okay. I made it through The Sopranos, but I never got to The Wire. I could get real judgy if I if I, if I I fucked around and let myself. I could say that's all loser shit. I could. This isn't me saying it. I'm just saying what I could say. I could say that. Sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I don't, you know, what do you want from me? I'm just a poor black man trying to make it in Bel Air. Boom! And that is what we in the biz refer to as a callback. It's when you reference something that was talked about earlier, like seamlessly, because I wasn't planning, but that's that's a Fresh Prince reference. And I had already moved past like the Fresh Prince, but, but that didn't stop me from referencing. You see how this works? You see how it works, right? More comedic genius coming up. It's what we do on this show. If this is your first episode, welcome. Glad to have you. Expect more of this. Expect more of it. Expect much, much more of it. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know what else to talk about for the life of me. Most of the time my my opinion of this podcast, it it bounces back and forth, much like you know, my life. It bounces back and forth between me not knowing how someone could possibly not listen to this shit. <laughs> And then the next day, it'll be me wondering why anyone would listen to it at all. That's called manic depression, I believe. Like, once I got diagnosed manic depressive, so much of my life made so much more sense, which is cool. Like, it's good to know. It's cool to have an explanation, I suppose. But also, possibly, it might have been cooler when I was just plugged into the Matrix. Like before I took the red pill. You've seen The Matrix, right? With Keanu Reeves, coincidentally, supposed to be Will Smith. Will Smith was supposed to be Neo. You might know that. But he turned down The Matrix to do Wild Wild West. Not all decisions are good. Even Will Smith isn't exempt from making the occasional bad decision. Will Smith's a lot of things. He's not a goddamn psychic. He's not a fortune teller. How was he to know? I mean, if you think about it, like think of this. Think of Will Smith's agent pitching him the movies. Think about that. Imagine being Will Smith's agent. No, imagine being Will Smith and your agent approaches you. and Okay, we got two options. You got to pick one. One is about a guy who meets another guy who gives him two pills, a red one and a blue one. He says, you have to choose which pill you're going to take. The red one will make you see truth. It'll make you see the world for what it is. The blue one will allow you to continue living the life you live right now. The guy takes the red pill, spoiler alert. The guy takes the red pill, sees the truth, sees life for what it is. Guys in suits chase him because he now, he, 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 he broke the barriers. Because you're not supposed to see the truth. And then some other things happen and he also learns karate and shit. Or, or, you can be a cowboy who fucks Selma Hayek in a water tower, then you'll fight a bad guy who has robotic spider legs on the top of a moving train. The choice is yours. You're the superstar. The choice is yours. Do you want to be the guy who takes the red pill instead of the blue pill, or do you want to be the cowboy who fucks Selma Hayek in a water tower and fights a guy with a robotic spider legs on a moving train? Think it over. The choice is yours. Uh, yo, straight up, if you were presented with those options and you picked the Red Pill, Blue Pill movie, fuck you. Straight up, straight up, fuck you. Like, if I chose the Red Pill, Blue Pill, do you know how much shit, my friends, do you? I'm not even sure you are capable of fathoming how much shit my friends, my good, dear friends, whom I love and whom love me very much, friends that would take lives for me, lives, multiple lives. I'm not sure you can comprehend how much shit they would give me, how much fun they would have at my expense if I told them, yeah, I could have been a cowboy who fucked Selma Hayek in a water tower, then fought a bad guy who got robotic spider legs on a moving train. But instead, I'm going a, I'm to a do this movie where the guy's like, Yo, you want the red pill or the blue pill? And I was like, I mean, shit, i I guess run the red pill and then like, I learned karate. When I tell you the roast fest would know no end, that's that's exactly what I mean. I mean, those movies are 20 years old. My friends would still be making fun of me. I would get daily text messages from my friends and I would deserve them. I'm saying, my friends would tell, yo, what are you up to? And I'd be like, shit, chilling." Nothing really. What are you up to? Oh, you know, I'm just sitting here remembering the time that you could have been a cowboy who fucks selma Hayek in a water tower and then fought a bad guy with robotic spider legs on a moving train. But instead, you decided to be the guy who took the red pill instead of the blue pill. Then you learned karate. That's just, that's what I'm doing. That's how I'm spending my day. That's all you know, that's also what I did yesterday. Of course, you know that because I text you and I told you that. So, I mean, again, you know, I know you're not a fortune teller, but what do you think I'm gonna do tomorrow? How do you see my tomorrow afternoon being spent? We make bad decisions. They can't all be winners. They can't all be good decisions. Like how was he to know that shit was going to flop? And 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 dude was in it? Who 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 was his uh his homie in that movie? Uh fuck. What was his name? Uh Kevin? Is it Kevin? Not Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner was Robin Hood and the guy in Tin Cup and like some other things. He was the bodyguard. What is his name? His name. No, no, no. Don't tell. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. No, I'm talking to you, you the listener. Don't tell me. Um. Michael? Is it Michael something? It's not Kevin. Is it Michael? God damn it. All right. Here we go we're going to IMDb it. My my okay. My I'm throwing my bet. My mouth just did a weird thing. I want to point it out. I am aware of it, but I'm not going to edit it out cuz it takes too much time. I'm going to throw my vote into the Michael hat. I'm pretty sure his name's Michael. I just can't remember his last name. All right. Here we go. You're here for it. Uh Wild Wild West cast I am DB Oh it is Kevin god damn it Kevin Klein shit on my life Kevin Klein you son of a bitch Kevin Klein you fuck why couldn't your name have been Michael now i look stupid on my own motherfucking show that's what you wanted Kevin Klein that's what you wanted he was in um in and out that was a good movie I think he's, that's the movie he's about to get. Here I am talking about movies, and I just told you, like, I don't really like watching movies, but that was a good movie. It was funny. In and out with Kevin Klein. Who else was in Wild Wild West? I think I'm going to watch Wild Wild West. Like, I have the DVD because I, you know, I'm fucking I'm a Will Smith follower. I pray in the church of Will Smith, you know what I mean? So, this cast was Will Smith, Kevin Klein, Selma Hayek, and a bunch of motherfuckers I don't know and intend to continue not knowing. But yeah, Will Smith's book is dope. It's gas, as my son would say. It's just gas. I'm always like, yo, how's that burrito? <sighs> gas. I'm like, gas is good? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what What would you say if if it wasn't gas? He'd say, ass. I'm like, okay, so if it's good, it's gas. If it's bad, it's ass. like, yeah, Like if it was bad, it would be like, man, it's burritos, ass. I'm like, oh I see, I I see what you kids are doing. I think I'm starting to get it. Although in terms of things I do enjoy eating. Gas, I'm not gonna finish it. My mother might be listening. Uh let's see, I kind of feel like that's enough, but I I you know, I don't know. I guess one last thing, one little tidbit I will leave behind. I remember, and this is for you if if you've listened, if you're caught up in the episodes. I'm not sure which episode I talked about it, but it was the episode I put out before I went to the Alanis Morissette concert. I talked about how fucking stoked I was, and uh, I mentioned my wife bought me tickets for Alanis Morissette, and we went and saw her at the Hollywood Bowl. I do remember talking about being excited to go and i remember saying it, it, you know it's a thing that was about to happen but i don't remember if i talked about actually being at the concert and i may have and if i did forgive me i'm actually not going to like there's not much to talk about you know we showed up at the hollywood bowl we got our seats we got some beers garbage came out garbage opened and they certainly earned their name um no i'm i'm they're not that bad she takes herself entirely too serious. Uh, I'm, I don't even know what her name is, but it's it's the bitch with the orange hair who talks like my ancestors and shit. She's from Ireland, I believe. But they were performing, and I'm not. I'm. I would. I'm not like I would never call. I would never go to a garbage concert. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been to a lot of garbage concerts. But I would never go see the band Garbage. But if they're opening for Atlantis, yeah, I'll sit through their set. And they played a few songs. I was like, oh, I know this song, you know, but I grew up in the 90s. I watched TV in the 90s. So, yes, I did know some of the songs. But, like, early on in their set, people were, people were, uh, you know, throwing beach balls around, you know, having fun at a concert. They paid money to attend. And this is the pit. So those motherfucking tickets are not cheap. And this bitch stops the show. And I'm not gonna do a, an Irish accent because I'm trash at it. One might even say I'm garbage at it. But uh, I'm sorry for that. Uh, I, I won't do that again. That was awful. Um, but she like scolded the audience. Like it's so fucking. I almost, I almost broke into the <laughs> into the garbage Irish accent. But she was saying it's real disrespectful to an artist on stage to be bouncing a ball around and I'm just like, relax. Hey, orange haired cunt from Ireland, relax. Relax. Hey, 55 year old washed up Raggedy Ann and Andy Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Chucky doll head ass motherfucker you, relax. Relax. I know you're stuck in a different era. I know time moved on without you, but relax. I know you had a whole career. I know they sold your posters in Spencer's gifts. I know with all that having been said, you still are opening. I know you're still the opening act after all that, but you are playing at the Hollywood Bowl. So relax, relax. It's a concert. We're supposed to have fun. It's been you're, you're disrespecting the artist. Okay, what are you? What what is this? What is this Carnegie Hall or some shit? What are you a motherfucking violinist? Is this a symphony? Is this see, Because I thought I thought I thought this was an alternative rock concert that a lot of people paid a lot of money to have fun at. See, I I, I thought you made fun music, music for fun to be had to. That's what I thought. And I apologize for that because clearly I'm mistaken because this isn't anything like that. This is a symphony at Carnegie Hall. You're in a tuxedo. There's a guy standing in the front with a wand. He's directing the band. My fault. I thought this was a place beach balls would be appropriate for. Anyway, fuck that bitch. Um, I did know a few songs and uh, it was cool. It was nostalgic. Nostalgic at most. But then... uh. I mean, the punchline is Lannis Morset came out. They had this crazy video in the beginning. it felt like it was like 15 minutes long. And it was it was ama- every second was amazing. And uh it was just like this montage showing all all, all the old concerts and, and everything. It was, it was a great it was, it was a motherfucking video. And when it stops, the lights go off, everyone cheers, and they start playing the beginning of Jagged Little Pill. Uh, what I really want is the song, and she comes out and she starts singing, and I'm like a little baby, and she starts playing the harmonica, and she sings all of her songs, all like the whole album, the whole Jagged Little Pill album, all the all the singles after Jagged Little Pill. She sings all the uh, all the good shit from her new album. It was a great show. It was long as fuck, and it was very very enjoyable. That's basically the end of that, but. I'm bringing this up because, A, I don't think I ever talked about the the Alanis Morissette concert. But mostly I'm bringing this up because I remember when I was talking about the fact that I was going to that concert, I was like, it, I, I had mentioned it had been a long time since I have been to a concert as a fan. I usually only go to concerts anymore if I'm, A, playing them, B, know someone who's playing them, C, shooting them, and D can always get backstage That's just, that's just the way my life has become. And I'm not sorry. It's kind of tight, but I was stoked to attend a concert where I didn't know anyone working there. I also didn't go digging because part of me was like, damn, I could probably find someone I know who knows someone they know who wouldn't mind. You know, I could probably finagle my way through some shit. But I didn't wanna do all that. I just wanted to go enjoy myself. And enjoy myself I did. Fast forward. a Couple weeks later, I'm going on tour. I get on the bus. I meet someone for the first time. He is coming with us on the tour because he's, um, he's front of house. He's doing all the sound and shit. I introduce myself, whatever we talk. And it's, it's I think we got on the bus at like 3.30 in the morning. It was a long, long story. Um, and, uh, I think the next day we're on the bus and I, I noticed his, uh, hoodie as a black zip up hoodie and it's an Alanis Morissette hoodie. So I was like, oh shit. Like there's not many, I mean, we're everywhere, but there's not too many motherfuckers walking around in Alanis Set hoodies. So I was like, oh shit, bro. That, that hoodie is fire. And he's like, oh yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm a fucking, I'm a Alanis Morissette fiend. And he said, now, I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend I remember word for word how this conversation transpired because ah, I was I was I was kind of fucked up the whole time. A motherfucker was kind of fucked up the whole time. But I do remember he said something to the effect of I work with her. And I said, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? And he said, I work with her. And I said, no, actually, I, I, you know, I she did hear what you said but may I ask you to elaborate? So come to find out, he tours with her. He's She has an extremely big team, and he's one of them. He does. He is responsible for the audio-visual or the visual components of the show, namely that incredible video that I was just talking about. He has a hand in that shit. And I was like, bro, I just seen her at, at, a, at the Hollywood Bowl. It's like, oh, yeah, I was there. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Are you for real? And he's like, yeah, I've toured with her for years. And I said, shut the fuck up. So as you can imagine, I spent 10 days with this guy and we got to be friends. And I'm just, I'm constantly, so, so, yo, so what's she like? And I'm uh, like, I I nerded the fuck out. Cause that's the closest I've ever been to to meeting Alanis Morissette and being able to ask questions and shit. Shit I, I genuinely want to know about. So anyway, that's actually the guest I was talking about. She's She agreed to do my podcast. I'm completely joking. I'm, I am know a few people just heard that and your heart dropped, and I appreciate you. You were so happy for me. You were so happy for me. Oh, you were so happy for me when you thought Alanis Morissette was going to do my podcast. Honestly, if she ever... She's one of the people, her and Will Smith. I almost met Will Smith in Cuba, and I was praying to God I didn't, just because what the fuck do you say to Will Smith? Granted, this is way before the Rick Rubin shit, so I wasn't as I wasn't as seasoned when it comes to meeting celebrities and people you admire. But the night I met Quincy Jones in Cuba, and you might not know this because I never talked about this on the podcast. Maybe that's what we'll talk about next episode. Instead of... Uh, Instead of fishing around for topics to rant about, maybe I'll maybe I'll go down my list of stories and just start telling stories, travel stories. I got a lot of them, baby. I got a lot of stories, baby. You won't be bored. That I promise you. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll start doing. But for now, just know I almost met Will Smith in Cuba, but he left right before I got there and I was thrilled. Also a little sad, but thrilled, mostly thrilled. Relieved actually is the word. But yeah, if Alanis Morissette ever offered to do my podcast, I'd be like, nah, nah, like I appreciate it. Like it would be great. It would be actually, it would probably be the dopest shit I ever did in my entire life. And I mean that, that's not tongue in cheek. I mean that, that probably, that would probably be my biggest accomplishment to date, but nah, nah, I can't do that. I can't sit here and talk to you at length. I can't. I can't do that. Like, I would definitely do it. Don't get me wrong. But my initial thought would be like, nah, I mean, I mean, I appreciate it. And it's going to be the highlight of my life. But nah. Anyway, small world, you know what I mean? And of course, we we started, we we became friends. And he's like, man, it's too bad I didn't know you before. Too bad I ain't know you when you know when you came to this show, cause I would I'm like yeah, I don't want to hear it. No, 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 I don't want to know what you could have done. What? Cause, cause I, cause I live for today. You know what I mean? I live right now. That never happened. That's the past. I don't want to hear. That's not gonna. I know, I know, I know, I, I know your intentions are good, and you think it's gonna make me feel good to know that you could have done whatever you were about to say you could have done. But I don't. You know, I, just, I just don't want to know it. I don't want to know. Relax. I don't want to know about it. Okay, because I'm perfectly fine remembering that night the way I do. I'm perfectly fine looking back on that memory with a fondness in my heart. I don't want to look back on that memory like, man, fuck, if only I knew, you know, so and so. He could have, no, 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 I don't need to, I don't know what he could have done, but I, I'm I'm glad. I, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need to know. I'm going to just let that go. I live for now. I live for today. Okay, Um, I think that's plenty. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm going to start telling stories. So if you liked this episode and you're all caught up, I guess you can wait for the next episode. Uh, If you aren't caught up, then by all means, feel free to dig into the backlogs and um, listen to some of those interviews. I talked to some interesting people. A lot of my friends have been on the show and I'm going to start having them back on the show and new friends that you haven't had, uh, you haven't had, (sighs) it's time to go new friends. You haven't heard from is what I was attempting to say to no avail, but yeah, until we get that, uh, until we get that studio up and running, uh, maybe we'll just start having story time. Maybe I'll go ahead and tell you some stories. I will definitely come to regret having told you. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I enjoyed myself. Again, it's a good day. I hope it's. Con- I hope it continues to be a good day. That's always the goal. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're having a good life. Best of luck to you in all that you do. That's fine to say, right? People don't wish each other luck enough. Just, just general. Hey, good luck. Oh, well, fuck. Thank you. Good luck to you as well. Like I don't. I don't have to know. What you do, what you try to do, what you aspire to do, I don't need to know about your goals and aspirations in order for me to wish you good luck. Good luck. Best of luck to you. I hope it all works out. I hope you get everything that's coming to you. Can't be mad at that, right? If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you could do so at GVDZOOKS. Same handle on Twitter. Uh, this podcast has an Instagram as well. That's at OTWDPodcast. Uh, OnTheWayDown.net will take you to the YouTube page if you could subscribe and like and comment and, and and all the YouTube stuff. I would appreciate it. Once we get the studio up and running, we're going to have a lot more content dropping on YouTube. Like the good old days. But for now, we live in an audio-only universe. And I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun. If you're interested in hearing some unreleased episodes, episodes I will never release publicly, uh, you can do so for 5 bucks a month at patreon.com slash otwd. You would be supporting the show tremendously, and I would appreciate you for doing so. Last thing I'll mention, not ask, just mention, I'm not going to ask you to rate and review this show on iTunes. I'm not going to ask you to do that. I'm just going to say that you have the option. You have the option. And if you did, if you did rate and review this show on iTunes, I mean, it's not like I'm I'm not going to call the meter maid and have her give you a parking ticket because you happen to not put in enough quarters. I would, n- I would never do that. So by all means, feel free to rate and, and and review this show on iTunes. It would help in the rankings, the algorithms, the ISO, the SEO, all the acronyms, all the words, all the stuff and all the things. One more time, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you being a part of this show. It means a lot to me. We got it done today. And it would be really cheesy of me to make a reference to like the brick wall that Will Smith was building like we got it done today so you know we successfully laid a brick now it's on to the next brick and before we knew we have a while I'm not going to do any of that but just so you know where my head was at where it could have been you, you know what could have been you know what I could have done and you're welcome for not doing it alright take care of yourself we we out